any chip on the flow, man. Some neighbors were saying way too loud. That's only in the morning. He supposed to be up cooking breakfast or somebody. That's like an alarm clock. Woo! I just got three things to say. God bless our troops. God bless America. And gentlemen, start your engine! Welcome in, everybody, to a brand new episode of the world-famous Loose Lug Nuts podcast. I'm Evan Roberts, joined alongside Thomas Dick and our good friend of the program, Tyler Pig. We were in uh, Vegas this weekend. Yeah, well, they were, we weren't. Yeah, but I like to speak of us collectively as NASCAR. As, yeah. if, as if our sponsors came through with the money they promised us and we were able to travel the world. <laughs> I think they'll only let you back in Clark County like twice a year, right, Evan? Yeah, just just twice. Yeah. Tell Usually involves like a private jet and a couple nights stays that are for free, right? Yeah. So we need to get a bus deal. Party bus or like double decker bus? Uh, party bus for us to go to every new race. An RV is what that boy does. And like in, in between races, we can go snowboarding and stuff. God. Oh, oh God. here we go. Oh, here we go. So the, well, let's get into the huge news. Uh, Chase <laughs> Elliott injured snowboarding. Uh, he's going to be replaced for by Josh Berry for the race. Um, he's run two races in the Cup Series, but this is his first ever um race in the next gen car what now, do we think James about... Elliott, well let me tell the damn story okay so James Elliott, what fractures his leg tibia in a snowball yeah, fibula but uh one of those it'd be i don't want yeah, to say so... HIPAA. i don't want to break his hippo okay so he snowboarding accident and they're like oh yeah he was vacationing and i was like dude we've been racing for two weeks and you already need a vacation it, se- it just seems weird yeah i like everyone like got on the oh you got to be able to do stuff away from uh the racetrack which i understand but you had just had two and a half months to do that and like if you get injured in november if you miss four to eight weeks you're ready in time for daytona I just, and now you're screwing your team over. Yeah. Screwing screwing us over who picked him to win the championship. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I, oh, go on. No, I just, I mean, like the whole live your life thing is you're a professional athlete. Like it's it's like when the baseball, like the guy who plays Major League Baseball gets mad because he like has a boating accident or runs over something in a car. Like that stuff like happens. But like if you're going to do another sport that could physically harm you – um. And that tends to be a problem. Like tennis and golf are not going to harm you. Swimming's not going to harm you. Fishing's not going to harm you. Why going down a black diamond outside of in somewhere in remote Nevada and you fall and break your leg could harm you. I believe some people have it in their contract that can do that kind of stuff. I'm thinking. Yes. I think I've yes. heard of that. There's a lot I mean, of professional athletes that have that. There's P, There's a lot of hot takes coming in from all over the place. Like Kevin Harvick's like, hey, I let my people at Kevin Harvick uh, racing or whatever, 
like do whatever they want, but be smart about it. And he implied that snowboarding wasn't smart, um, but he didn't come out and say it. But then we had Kyle Petty's like, well, you know, Kyle Larson and all these guys are running dirt track every weekend. Like, and if they get hurt, like it's the same thing. And it's like, it's not the same thing. Like they are a getting better at their craft. I would think B they're promoting their craft, which is promoting NASCAR and see it's just different <laughs> it's but but to that argument i would say they're not racing you're signed you're making your money for hendrick motorsports in the same sense that kyle larson is and you're not racing for hendrick when you're in the dirt track so if you do get hurt doing that you're doing that on your own time but you're also hurting your main source of income which would be a hendrick driver Okay. The other thing, the other, the other thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Kyle Petty. He had some hot takes on the podcast about that. The other thing too, is like, this is a minimum six week rehab at the earliest he might can start walking. NASCAR doesn't allow you to take painkillers, by the way, when you drive cars, they have a drug enforcement policy. So that's a problem. Uh, and the other thing too, he's not even back in North Carolina. He's still in Colorado in a rehab facility, getting his leg worked on. Like this has, it, there's a difference between living your life. I know they said on the broadcast, he snowboarded all of his life. That's great. I've been snowboarding and skiing too. If I was that I'm different, I'm 31 years old and don't have anything to do. besides going to work. Chase Elliott's a professional NASCAR driver who has a team that can win a title this year. And unfortunately, unless they win 16 races or there's 16 different race winners, it's going to be really hard for him to get back in when he can drive. Yep. I think it's just dumb. Well, I'm sort of irritated because it just worked out perfect for him, though. They got rid of the you have to finish in 30th place. So technically, all he has to do is win a race. But Yeah, but when's he going to come back, though? Could be never. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing, too, is like he's a pretty good road racer, like road course guy. But if you have a broken tibia, like that's going to be really painful to drive around the Chicago street race. Well, uh, obviously he won't, he won't be back for Coda, but like Indy, the Roval, I mean, Charlotte, I mean, it's like, that's a place he could win, but it's, it, is it going to be too physically taxing on him? I don't know. Well, racing any race, I would think the vibration, the way they can tell you have a broken bone is they, they have this tuning fork and they hit it against the thing and they stick it in your bone, your bone. And if there's a really sharp pain, they know there's a fracture. So imagine a car vibrating. You're just like in a tuning fork uh, for 500 miles. So, but hey, he got, he got to do a half ollie or whatever they call it. Um, I mean, it could uh, have been a what is it? A fakey fakey? What do they call that? A, I think that's skateboarding, isn't it? No, there's a, it's like you don't know Sean White. I don't. All right. So, Logano, uh, he wins the poll. Uh, William Byron, Blaney Gibbs in row two, the Kyles, Kyle Bush, and Kyle Larson in row three. We have three people that need to go to the rear. That's Tyler Reddick, Harrison Burton, and BJ McLeod. And oh, yeah. This was wild. Yeah. This was wild. The Harrison, so Harrison Burton has to go to the back because a loose lug nut strikes. Uh, they said a uh, loose lug nut from another series was spit through Harrison Burton's radiator in practice, putting water on his right front tire, and he crashed. How does that happen? 
<laughs> I, you ever I see Final gonna... Destination? <laughs> I'm just mad Mike Joy, who I thought was a listener of the program, didn't give us a shout out when he it's perfect brand symmetry right there. Yeah. The loose yeah. lug nut. And by the way, you can listen to these three gonads talk about NASCAR on yeah. their podcast, Loose Lug Nuts. I knew I know Andrew Monica would do it. We do sort of <laughs> say some stuff about Mike Joy this podcast, so he might stop <laughs> more to come. <laughs> The more bad luck for Tyler Reddick after two DNFs. He has an engine issues before practice even started, so no uh, practice or qualifying, and he's starting in the back. Um, yeah, the uh, national anthem uh, was okay, I guess. Well, it, it was by a guy billed as a world famous. They said world famous singer, comedian, impressionist, ventriloquist. So when you're singing a national anthem, is he doing it as a, an impression of someone else singing a national anthem? It was my first question. But then he came out in all black, so I thought he was going Johnny Cash, but then he didn't go Johnny Cash. And then Bryce Harper's command was pretty weak, I thought. Yeah. And then we think Chris Meyer might have been drunk. Yeah, I, I, Thomas, I talked about this in the pre-race, uh, Evan, I don't know if you heard us, uh, the pre-race show with Danica and Clint Boyer, um, right before they throw it to break to send it to the broadcast booth, Chris Myers goes to the line and says, says, no driver has led the first race at Las Vegas and ever gone on to won the race in 30 previous tries. <laughs> and I think, I know Thomas said he rewinded like five times. I have a two-year-old running around on Sundays when I'm trying to watch this pre-race show. And I, I stopped, I said, the guy who read, led the race in the first lap, or is the guy who's ever led the race? Period has never won the race. Like, hang on, like they, maybe his hair was messed up. I don't know, but yeah. it's Vegas. Oh, he's not the guy that urinated at. Or no, that's great. That's uh, Gary. Oh, All Star Weekend in Cleveland. Somebody got arrested. A broadcaster uh, for urinating off a second story window in Cleveland. Um. I thought they just called. I just thought they called that Friday in Cleveland. Oh wow! (laughs) Gary Miller, Gary Miller. I don't even know who that is. Ah, I used to do the hockey back in the day, right? Was a Sports Center reporter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very sad. Very similar to Chris Meyer, but go on. Yeah, so they uh, start out in uh, Sunday's race. The winds are blowing eighteen to thirty-five mile an hour. Um, teams trying to adjust for that on the start. Ryan Blaney gives Logano his teammate a push to the lead. They're three wide behind. Uh, Logano leads the first 10 laps and then uh, he kind of uh falls apart and we never really see him for a while. Uh, Byron and Larson they kind of take over and then lap 17, Mike Joy just stomps on a Danica Patrick observation. <laughs> uh, it, this was very weird, yeah. She uh She's getting ready to think, make a brilliant observation. And then Mike Joy is like, we'll get back, to, like in the middle, like doesn't let her finish her sentence. We'll get back to this after this from Larry Mack. And they go to a prepackaged Larry Mack thing on Arrow Package. And like it had nothing to do with the race at the time. And it was just so weird. It, like Fox's production value, it's, uh, it's like they didn't pit. They kept their old tires on and everyone else pitted and they just dropped like an anchor. That's what the broadcast, this broadcast was brutal. Danica, this, I like Danica, this race more than any other race I've heard her. 
but mm-hmm. they just kept stomping on her like shut up woman I thought she was really good. Like I, if you can give me her, Kevin Harvick, and Mike Joy next year, I'll take it. Like I, but they did it multiple times in like the pre. It was like they had a producer that had like a script and said, "At lap seventeen, we have to run this prepackaged thing of Larry Mack talking about the airflow over the top of the car in Vegas." No matter and what, they, being talked no matter about. what's happening, wreck, no wreck, green flag, yellow flag, red flag. We were that's what we were throwing to. Yeah, so lap 20, we get Byron and Larson. We're going to hear this the whole race. They're 2.5 seconds ahead of everyone else. Kyle Busch gets in the wall on lap 29. He drops from 7th back to 11th, and he's fading. Blaney's not running very well, so he pits to get some adjustments. And then Mike Joy stomps on Danica Patrick observation to throw it down to Jamie Little, who really doesn't have a hot take. And at this point, Danica... (laughs) Might as well leave the freaking booth. It's yeah. Uh, lap thirty-nine. Noah Gregson speeding on pit road. He gets a penalty. Lap forty. Ty Gibbs. Uh, his team has too many guys over the wall. They get a penalty. Uh, and then uh, Noah Gregson. So he speeds on pit road. Has to serve his penalty. And then while serving his penalty, does another speeding. Gets another speeding penalty. That was my long shot. <laughs> So, so who was more drunk? A super long shot at this point. So who was more drunk, Noah Gregson or uh, Chris Myers at this point? <laughs> Pedal to the metal. <laughs> and then Mike my, uh, Michael McDowell joins the speeding on pit road penal, uh, penalty fun. He also gets tagged. 20 to go in the stage. Byron and Larson lead over four seconds by Chastain. And then, like, he already interrupted her with a Larry Mack package. You already interrupted her with Jamie Little. Now they interrupt her with just random walkie-talkie chatter. She's talking, <laughs> making an observation. They drop in. They never said who it was. They drop in some walkie-talkie chatter. So bad. So poor Danica stomped again three times in the first stage. One, one stage. Um. Denny Hamlin's starting to look fast. He's in fourth place with six to go. Um, fast, but not Byron and Larson fast, who are six seconds ahead. They look really good. Uh, caution, for, caution free first stage um, allows Byron to win uh, ahead of Larson. Ross Chastain, Christopher Bell, and Hamlin round out the top five. Truex, Bowman, Wallace, Bush, and Kozlowski uh, also get points. The one thing you notice at the end of stage one is the Fords really had a tough time. Uh only one car in the top 10. Yeah, and that was the very end of the top 10. And they, I mean, we kind of thought that Fords were going to be the dominant ones with the, you know, with the you know, Logano and Blaney and Thomas was mentioning that. Historically, it's been a really good track for Penske, but I mean, I was really impressed. Obviously, Larson and Byron are really good, but the Toyotas were really strong throughout the whole entire stage. It's not a place Toyota's done super well at. Um, yeah, the 2311 guys and 2311 looked good. Christopher Bell hung around the lead for a while. Yep. So in stage two, we see Denny Hamlin pick up two spots to third uh, in the pits. Tyler Reddick, 2311. Bad pit stop came in at a bad angle. Uh, we restart on lap 90. Uh, Larson spins his tires, so Byron gets out of uh, front. Again, he's flying. Uh, those two are battling it out up front. Chastain and then three RGR cars, Bell, Truman, uh, Truex, and Hamlin uh, right behind them. This was kind of interesting because 
we see at this point Daniel Suarez uh, runs Busher up into the wall. And then you have Gibbs who has a tire down. And then uh, Josh Berry also has an issue. And then also uh, Kyle Bush, who was running in 10th, also got rammed into the wall. Yeah, uh, the Darlington Stripes, but in uh, in Las Vegas. They, they were hitting that wall left and right. Lap 109, my main man Blaney's got a, a vibration. And guess what? Lap 110, Byron is 2.5 seconds ahead of Larson. And he's six seconds ahead of Chastain. This is a turned into a boat race. Lap 118, we get Hendrick as one, two, three, Byron, Larson, Bowman. Uh, Truex starts the green flag pit cycle on lap 124. It ain't going to slow down the Hendrick train. Yeah, after they cycle through the green flag, uh, pit stop, Bubba Wallace is up three spots to six. Um, about 18 laps later, he's strong in fifth place. And this is where we see Logano. His day goes from bad to worse. He goes hard, uh, into the wall. Yeah, that was my, I, I'm looking here. It says I picked him. Maybe I changed my mind. Um, I picked Truex, I remembered. Yeah. Did we ever get a reason why Logano was just basically fell out of the top 10 without the first 20 laps? No, why would Fox talk about the race? I mean, he was like only the favorite to in entering the race and basically went from top five to he was running like 22nd or something when he hit the wall and turned four. It was done. But Danica, hey, probably, Danica probably started talking about it and then they had to go to the studio for something. She probably, probably Danica may have made side. a, she may have made a Jolie Logano hair joke and they cut her off probably. So <laughs> she did make one, didn't she? Yeah, she did in the pre race. Yeah. They were Kevin Harvick was talking about getting where he, he's like he's gonna he didn't have a lot of hair on top so he's gonna have to find some for uh for uh the this, this show next year and she said well just ask Joey Logano he's got a really good guy <laughs> oh gosh so lap fifty one fifty uh there's sixteen to go in the stage Hendrick is back out to one two and three they keep selling us on other drivers having a legitimate chance to win the race but it's Byron and Larson. Byron wins a stage ahead of Larson, so they go one, two, both stages. Bowman, Truex, Bell, top five. Uh, Wallace, Chastain, Hamlin, Keselowski, Harvick. Oh, do we got a second Ford? There we go. Ford's back. Uh, bad pit stop for Bush. Uh, Reddick slows him down. That was uh, at the stage break. They restart on one uh, lap, 173. It's Byron, Larson, and Bowman in the front. We got three wide for 14th place, which seems a little weird on lap 183. Bush is at the bottom, Kozlowski middle, Logano top. Uh, Kozlowski off, puts Logano into the wall. Uh, and uh, Danica's former boo, Ricky uh, Stenhouse, just misses bludgeoning Logano. Yeah, Could have hit him pretty hard. Um, they, they were mixed reviews on that. Some people said Logano came down. Some people said Kozlowski came up. But they made a good point. Logano had to come down. You don't ride the wall all the way around. Like when you're coming off the turn, you're going to come down a little bit. And it just happened that Kozlowski didn't give him any room. So Very sad. Uh, let's see. Hamlin, uh, just two tires. He'll start um, with Bowman out on the front row. So he gets uh, moves up nine spots, gets clean air. Uh, and he thought more cars would do the same thing um, to give him more buffer between him and the Hendrick cars. They do not. Uh, but yeah, I lost where I was at. I, I personally, 
I have never heard anyone besides Mike Joy call Kevin Harvick the closer. So I'm not sure if that's actually his nickname. <laughs> but he calls him the closer every time. Coming to the broadcast booth in 2024, the closer. Yeah. Uh, Logano's done. Yeah. Be a cool Logano's done. Uh, lap 190 restart, 78 to go. Hamlin gets a great push uh, by Larson and gets out front. Uh, Bowman has a huge run, but he can't take the lead. Uh, Larson gets by Bowman with 75 to go, so it's Hamlin, Larson, Bowman, and Byron. Uh, Larson's getting huge runs on one and two, uh, and he finally gets Byron with 71 to go. And then yeah, we get an announcer jinx, the dreaded announcer jinx, 70 to go. Danica Patrick, maybe this is why they keep having her zip it. She talks about how great Reddick is doing driving up against the wall. Within seconds of her saying that, Reddick gets into the wall hard. He drops from 10th or uh, drops the 10th from fifth place, uh, sort of taking him out of the running, even though no one's in the running. This is Larson and Byron duking it out. Yeah, 57 to go. Uh, Christopher Bell, who had been great all day running in the top five. He's reporting a vibration, and he's down to 20th. 47 to go. Bell and Hamlin start the green flag pit cycle. 12 laps later, they cycle through the pits. Larson's in front, followed by Hamlin, Byron, Truex, and uh... Byron? <laughs> I think that's Bowman. Uh, uh, Christopher Bell back up to uh, 12th from 20th after the pit stop, so he's still got a fast car. Byron gets by Hamlin with 34 to go, so uh, as Thomas alluded, it's the Hendricks show in one two with Larson and Byron. My turn. Oh wow, you're pointing to me. Oh thanks. Uh, Twelve to go. Kyle Larson's three and three three point three seconds ahead of William Byron, and then here we go. Corey LaJoy time. Mike Joyce says Corey LaJoy is so punching above his weight class. Even if he can finish in the top twenty for the third th first three races, that would be a big deal. Just completely craps on Corey LaJoy. <laughs> out of nowhere out of nowhere i don't know yeah it's not like hey if he finishes in the top 10 he's punching him out of his weight no 20th place is apparently the high water mark for where Corey really joy can finish it was like bam like we're not even doing like through the order it's just we get a shot of Corey joy coming down turn three <laughs> he's punching above his weight guys he's gonna finish top 20 uh four to go larson two seconds ahead of william byron he's cruising the win and then bang Eric Amarola into the wall, get a little NASCAR overtime. Yeah, I had I had friend of the program, Dave Barno, texting me. I was actually doing softball on the radio, not to toot my own horn. <laughs> said, oh my gosh, that was such a BS yellow flag. And like I thought it was. And then I actually saw he was pretty sideways. Now he saved it and hit the wall sort of soft. But I don't know when the yellow flag was thrown. Like, if they threw it when he was sideways, sideways, yeah. I can see it. But the hit on the wall shouldn't have warranted a – it in itself shouldn't have warranted a yellow. But we're going to go to NASCAR overtime, and this is where Mike Joy, he lets me know he didn't watch the Xfinity race because he said it wasn't an exciting race but had a great finish. Yeah, and this race wasn't very exciting. <laughs> it was a way to crap on your uh, other uh, programming. I I'm I don't know. Am I the only one that thinks he needs to go out the pasture? Yeah, I am the only one. Oh no no no! I okay, 
because yeah. he does another thing. So we we'll go to the pits. Truex doesn't pit, and basically the only one. Every other crew chief in the race says, "Hey, Byron and Larson, we want you to win," because they all pit with them and they have no chance of passing them. Um, but anyways, uh, Byron passes Larson in the pits. Meanwhile, they have the four little pit windows, and Larson's one of the pits, and you can clearly see two tires being taken off. And when Byron passes Larson, Mike Joy asks out loud, was that a fuel-only stop for Byron? <laughs> it's like, like they showed. So I don't know. I think he's lost his stop. He was good back in the day. I don't know. Uh, Dick Vitale was good back in the day. Uh, yeah, so, no, but no, no, oh what's no go ahead and i'm stepping on everyone like i danica i don't want to <laughs> do that i'm gonna go back to my rant about none of the other crew chiefs having the stones to stay out like martin turex like when two cars are dominating a race like that and they come down pit road should not every other driver in the field stay out I thought we were going to see like the 2311 guys stay out or like track house stay out to see if they could get a shot because Suarez had gotten second in the top 10. Ross Chastain had run up there. Bubba Wallace was really good all day. I just thought they might try to sneak in that way and make it work. They ended up not making it happen. I And just even none of the JGR car. Like I would think the Joe Gibbs racing guys would stay out. Not just yeah, It just makes you think that, yeah, like try something different. And like you know what Larry Mack always says, you know, if you, you can't follow the leader, you're gonna follow yeah. the leader. Because to you me, like if they're starting anywhere in the top six, they're gonna win. Hendrick cars, but if you force them to start tenth and they gotta pass ten cars, hell, if they pass ten cars, they're superstars and they deserve the win. But to make them put no effort in it, to me, like it was every other crew chief said, that effort, let these two. <laughs> But it's a place in Las Vegas where if you can get clean air, no matter where your tires are late in the race, you usually can still get ahead, get out in front. That's all that matters with two to go. But when you basically just hit, put one car, it's like a pawn out there for him to pass Martin Truex within like into turn two when Byron took overtook him and like won the race. Yeah. Bit that was it. So anyhow, William Byron wins the race. That's the fifth of his career. We sort of poo-pooed him and Alex Bowman at the beginning of the season. But who would have thought? All you had to do is not go snowboarding and you could win the race. Um, who's the poo-poo now? Uh, Chase Elliott. Yeah, but it, but it was just a dominating performance by Hendrick throughout the entire day. I mean, all well, three. They, led, they all. led 239 of 271 laps. Yep. <laughs> and that's just Byron and Larson. I think Bowman might have led like four laps. I didn't put them into the calculation, but so we got, uh, as we said, Byron, uh, Larson, Bowman, Hendrick goes one, two, three. Wallace and Bell round out the top five. They had some words afterwards. I don't think Wallace was happy with the Christopher Bell move. And Christopher Bell's like, I don't really care. And then he gave him a butt chat, uh, tap, like tapped his butt. Uh, and they seemed cordial after that. But Austin Sindrick uh, in there with the sixth place. Martin Truex, someone picked him. He finished seventh. Justin Haley, eighth, Harvick, and Suarez round out the top 10. So we got three cars in the playoffs, Stenhouse, Bush, and Byron. 
Uh, the other 13 would be Chastain, who's the overall point leader, Bowman, Harvick, Suarez, Truex, Hamlin, Bell, Logano, Busher, Kozlowski, so two RFK cars, Larson, Blaney, Wallace. Uh, you didn't hear Chase Elliott. He's way out In the rookie uh, battle, uh, Ty Gibbs winds it out over Nell Gregson. My pick to be a lot. Alex, Alex Bowman led for two laps. Okay. Uh. And then you forgot to mention uh, Corey LaJoy finished top 20. <laughs> the other part, Tommy, I enjoyed about the broadcast is they made a very big deal at the end about Hendrick going one, two, three, and like it hadn't happened in like forever. Yeah. It happened like a year and a half ago at Dover. Yeah. Bowman, I think Bowman won the race and like Elliott finished second, Larson finished third. Oh, in the year Larson won the title, it happened multiple times, I feel like. They were like, this is a they big deal. One, the first... They finished first through fourth one race. Yeah, that's what I thought. They were like, they made this huge deal about it with Hendrick. I'm like, I'm pretty sure they did this like a couple of years ago. Like, not that big of a deal, but sure. And then that was like, they never really said when it happened. They were like, this is a big deal for Hendrick. They went one, two, three for the first time in a long time. And I was like, I think it happened like 18 months ago, guys. But okay. It happened more recently than Wood Brothers' 99th win. Yeah. <laughs> I remember we did an episode about Hendrick. Yeah. One, two, three. So the next race, Xfinity, Alsco, who makes uniforms, uh, Alsco uniforms 300. Chandler Smith wins the pole. Justin Allgaier, row one. Cole Custer, Brett Moffitt in row two. Jo Brett Moffitt punching above his weight. Uh, Josh <laughs> Berry and Parker Clickerman in row three. Uh, but Cole Custer has to go the rear. Josh Berry has to go the rear. Brandon Jones has to go the rear. Kyle Busch, my pick, goes to the rear. Parker Emerling, rear. Alex LeBay, rear. Garrett Smithley, rear. Ryan Ellis, rear. Greg Golding, rear. Sheldon Creed, rear. Everyone here loves Sheldon Creed. Uh, Brendan Poole, rear. Cool. A lot of these were, you had to have the same car from Fontana. So if you wrecked in Fontana, you had to go to the rear because you had a different car. Sort of stupid. Um Mason Maggio, Ryan Vargas, they have to go home. That means no learner and row car. Very sad. Billboard attorneys. Um, if you're ever in Vegas and you get arrested for molesting a dead horse, I'm going to give learner and row a free advertisement on our podcast called learner and row. I don't have the phone number. Um, Google it, but from jail, I don't think you can use Google, but it's just, you know you don't have a one free google in jail <laughs> put in a collect call for learner and or row so <laughs> okay i'll go windy as shit uh, for the race they start four wide kligerman squeezes Nemechek early uh, in row four, while uh, Chandler Smith flies out in front of Justin Allgaier and Brenton Moffitt, uh, <laughs> instant revenge, row three, uh, Nemechek sort of pays Kligerman back with a nice push to get him loose, and that brings out the yellow. I'm last trying to find, uh, I was trying to find the, uh, when the last time Hendrick went, one, two, three. It was it was 2021 at Dover. They were the first team to ever go one, two, three. It happened like at Daytona, I think, when Jeff Gordon won the 500. It was like Ricky Craven finished second and Terry Labonte maybe finished third. You can double check me on that, but I think that's yeah, right. Yeah, they have the yes. top four. 
They had May, to tell May seventeenth, they went for it. Oh, yeah, uh, May sixteenth, twenty twenty-one. Bowman, Larson, Chase Elliott. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Joe Biden was there at some state. There you go. Uh, lap seven restart. Take Chandler Smith a little more effort to get by Justin Allgaier this time. Then lap fourteen, seven laps later, uh, Justin Allgaier sneaks past Chandler Smith to retake the lead. Chandler Smith's got some stuff on his grill, lap 17, which the pit crew makes fun of. I mean, the pit reporter makes fun of. And then every time there's something on the driver's grill, Adam Alexander asks, is it hard to get stuff off the grill, guys? Every single race. Every single time. Every single. He's got aluminum foil in there, guys. Is it hard to get it off? Oh, man. Chandler Smith gets behind him and check to try to get it off the grill. It doesn't come off the grill. Uh, and then here's the my favorite part. Lap 23... Nemechek gets by Allgaier for the top spot. And then shortly after, Allgaier talks about the nice move Nemechek made to get past Chandler Smith, even though they just talked about how he was going to let him pass so he can get the stuff off his grill. Then, uh, then Fox. Say what? Just Fox. Oh. I thought you said box. No fox, amazingly. So, yes, yeah, so Hunter John Hunter Nemechek ends up winning the stage, followed by Justin Allgaier, Austin Hill, Chandler Smith, and Riley Herbst in the top five. Daniel Hemrick, uh, Kyle Busch, Sammy Smith, Sheldon Creed, and Josh Berry uh, also get stage points. Start of stage two, Austin Hill wins the race off pit road. Uh, we see Kyle Busch move up three spots, and then Alex LeBay loses a tire. Uh, Josh Berry went to high school with Taylor Swift. Yeah, they, uh, they, it must have been from like media day. They had some of these did you knows, and Josh Berry mentions he went to school with Taylor Swift. And they said in the broadcast, Do you think one of her songs is about Josh? Wow. <laughs> also, also, the fact learned that the most awkward photo I've seen in a while of all time as a pole vaulter. If you would have told me Cole Custer was a pole vaulter, I would have probably bet you a thousand dollars that that was false. Yeah, that guy is not like a pole vaulter. Well, it's funny because he said he pole vaulted to get out of gym class. Yeah, I would take gym class over attempting to pole vault, but that's just me. Um, I we never had that option. Like I played football, you still had to take like phys ed and. But I went to a higher education place. Nemechek is the first driver to uh, able to get the lead from the inside on a restart. He clears Austin Hill on the start, but then lap sixty-two, he's feeling the vibration. But the crew said he uh, he's good. We'll see if that's true. Lap seventy-two, Chandler Smith down on the white line blows by Nemechek for the lead. Lap seventy-four, Barry gets loose uh, into the grass next to Herbst. He's gotten uh, into the wall the last couple laps, so he's. Uh, Doing a lot of damage to his car, and he brings out the yellow. So then uh, Nemechek pits alongside Barry. Uh, Nemechek going to play it safe and check the tire, putting scuffs on to get through the stage without using a new set. Uh, restart on lap 79, Allgaier is able to fight off Chandler Smith, who got a great push from Kyle Busch. Uh, but Allgaier gets busted for a restart violation. Yeah, first one of these we've seen in a while. Mm-hmm. He went below the white line before they actually got to the start-finish line, so he's got to serve a pass-through penalty. He's able to stay on the lead lap, though. Good for him. But Chandler Smith now in the lead in front of Austin Hill. 
four four to go go on the stage. Oh, it's my turn. Four to go on the stage. Austin Hill gets by Chandler Smith. Chandler Smith then reports a violation. He's got to nurse it all the way to the end, drops back to the back of the pack. And then Raj Caruth spins out with two to go. So Austin Hill gets the stage one under yellow, followed by Brandon Jones, Kyle Bush, Sam Mayer, Sammy Smith in the top five, Chandler Smith, Riley Herbst, Cole Custer, Brett Moffitt, and our guy Sheldon Creed sneaks into 10th to get a point to close out stage two. I, just, I used to color code these. I'll do that in the future. You guys pick up. <laughs> just make sure Evans is pink. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so Chandler Smith's wheel was loose. And then Nemechek in the middle of stage two, he was also loose. So good thing both of those guys came in. Uh, the yellow flag was helpful. Pit penalties for uh, Jeremy Clements and Ryan Sieg. Uh, so they'll start the final stage at the rear. And then uh, lap 98 restart, we get Kyle Busch. Uh, he goes by Austin Hill for his first lead of the race. Chandler Smith uh, drives by his former truck series ball, Austin to first place, 102. When we look, colleagues in first, second, and tenth with Smith, Bush, and Hemrick, uh, Junior Motorsports fourth through seventh uh, with Barry Mayer, Allgaier, and Jones. With 70 to go, Chandler Smith has his lead up to a second and a half on Kyle Bush, uh, and Austin Hill passes Bush, as does Allgaier two laps later. Had the mute button on there. Sorry, I coughed. 60 to go. Kyle Busch starts the green flag pit cycle a little early from fifth place. Chandler Smith dives in on the next lap. And then a really bad spot or stop for Sammy Smith. He goes from ninth all the way outside the top 20. And then he got penalized again while in the, in pit ro- on pit road. So they cycle through. Austin Smith ahead of Chandler Smith. But lap 54, Chandler Smith back in front of Austin Hill. And at this point, I thought, folks, you can go walk the dog, go patronize our sponsors. This was Chandler Smith's race, but I would be wrong. Yeah. And then we get Brandon Jones. Well, this is the second time we've seen this this weekend. He's speeding on pit road. He has to serve a pass-through penalty. He serves a pass-through penalty. He's speeding on pit road. That'll end your day, Brandon Jones. Uh, 37 to go. Chandler Smith, 2.5 seconds ahead of Austin Hill. Looking good. That speed Chris Rice mentioned, uh, they would find three months later. They have found it nine months later. Uh, so they're looking fast. 14 to go, though. Austin Hill, he starts whittling down the lead. And now we're looking, and they actually have the interval up on the pylon, which is good to see. But every lap, you're like, oh, my gosh, what's he shaving off? What's he shaving off? Um, he's down to two seconds with 14 to go. Uh, 1.5 seconds with 11 to go, one second behind seven to go, 0.655 to go, 0.35 with two to go. Is he going to catch him? Oh, my gosh. Coming off of two, Hill's right on his fender. Chandler Smith misses the bottom, and Hill gets by him, and then Allgaier goes by on the outside. Uh, Chandler Smith uh, probably still hasn't slept, letting that one slip away as Austin Hill wins. It's his second win of the season, fourth of his career. Uh, Allgaier finishes second, Chandler Smith third, Kyle Busch fourth, Josh Berry uh, fifth in the top five. So if you're doing the math, three of our picks in the top five, uh, Nemechek in six, followed by Sam Mayer, Riley Herbst, Sheldon Creed, and Daniel Hemrick. More bad luck for Brandon Jones. He finishes 21st. Uh, and then Kyle Weatherman finishes 16th in the car that David Starr usually finishes 30th in. Yeah, and I want I want to amend that. Uh, it wasn't bad luck for Brandon Jones. He was sped twice. That's my bad. 
Ever since I picked Brandon Jones two weeks ago, it has gone down the drain quickly for his car. And then we had Chandler Smith. Like, I sort of feel bad for him, but all he had to do was keep the car on the uh, white line, and he didn't keep the car on the white line, and that allowed Hill to blow by. It was, I like this race, because every stage there were cars, they talk about comers and goers, and it was fluid. It was much better than the uh, cup race. I don't know what Mike Joy was watching. Um, But he might not have been watching. So we go to the standings. That's two wins for Austin Hill. So he's got 12 playoff points. Nemechek's also in the uh, playoff. He's got a win. The other 10, uh, we're going to hear some names we don't normally hear. uh, But we got Justin Allgaier, Chandler Smith, Riley Herbst, Sam Mayer, Cole Custer, Josh Berry, Joe Graff Jr., Parker Lutman, Sammy Smith, and Jeb Burton. Uh, Joe Graff Jr., interesting case. He ran uh, Daytona Racing with – I had to look this up. Like, it's – I always called it Ryan Seed Racing, but it always says RSS Racing. He uses his middle name, Shane. So that's what the other S is for. It's not Wayne, like Austin Wayne self, like Shane. I don't know how many serial killers had that middle name. But it's Ryan Shane Seed Racing. Uh, he ran Daytona with them, but he's ran the last two races with Joe Gibbs. Uh, he's got three more races with Joe Gibbs in the number 19, plus RSS, that first S is for Shane, says he'll run 28. So he's going to run every race. But I looked it up. I didn't go back too far because I got tired of looking it up. But I was trying to find the last time someone made the playoffs in a split ride. But that would be interesting. Like who gets uh, notables on the outside, Hemrick uh, is tied for 13th, Brett Moffat in 15th, Sheldon Creed in 16th, and then Brandon Jones 17th. Yeah. Uh, on Friday night, we had the Victoria's Voice Foundation 200. Uh, Kyle Bush won the poll. Nick Sanchez, the rookie, also in row one. Chase Purdy and Ty Majeski in row two. Haley Deegan and Brett Holmes uh, in row three. To the rear, somebody's pick, Tanner Gray. I think that was mine. Uh, Ross Chastain, Brennan Poole, Maddie Mills. Uh, pit crews don't have their trip. Uh, they're not at the track. Uh, yeah. About three teams don't have their pit crews. Yeah, they, their plane, their first plane they were supposed to fly on had an issue. Um, and because these teams are running on tight budgets, they don't fly out the day before. They fly out the morning of. Uh, they finally caught a plane, but it didn't arrive uh, in Las Vegas until about 20 minutes before the race was scheduled to start. So they're going to get a police escort into the track. Um, actually, yeah, they landed 15 minutes before the race was supposed to start. And KBM, Hallmar, Thor Sport, uh, plus I think Zane Smith's crew. Uh, so front row, like all of them were on this plane and it didn't make it so good. Um Grand Marshal of the Parade is Jerome Williams. Yeah, NBA legend. The Chiron Benice says NBA legend. So I'm like, I know most NBA legends. Like, I know Kevin McHale. I know Tree, <laughs> I know Tree Rollins. Uh, so I go to a basketball reference to make sure I didn't misremember his career. He played nine seasons. Um, he only started 50 games one time. He never averaged over 10 points. Uh, he was never an all-star. 
He made one Eastern Conference, Conference semifinal, which means he won one postseason series in uh, nine years. My verdict, either he's not a legend or Travis Kvapel is a NASCAR legend. Quaffle. Quaffle. Travis Quaffle. God, I'm going to... I'm going to delete that so they don't know I don't know about NASCAR. <laughs> um, so That's my verdict is... What's that? That's a legend. You just messed up his name. You just Why? reminded me that you just reminded me that Travis Quapple raced in the Cup Series, and I had kind of forgotten about it because he was supposed to be the next big thing, and then it never happened. My verdict is either not a legend or David Stremme is a NASCAR legend. <laughs> wow, David Stremme. Now, that's one. That's a blast from the past. <laughs> Okay, so stage one, we get Bush out in front of Nick Sanchez, Chase Purdy. They are all either KBM or KBM affiliated. Uh, for those that don't know, Nick Sanchez running under the umbrella of Rick, uh, not Rev Racing, and they were a satellite team from Bush. So he's actually running the car, the truck uh, that Chandler Smith won this race in last year. So what it's worth uh and then uh Friesen, he has to serve a pass-through penalty he broke ranks on the start before they got to the starting line so he loses a lap uh lap eight sanchez tries passing kyle bush for the lead with time majeski uh right behind him uh daniel die has to pit under a green flag uh but we see kyle bush back in the lead on lap 12 yeah, then Brett Holmes, he uh, he has multiple uh, incidents within like three laps because they, as they were mentioning the incident, he had like two laps before. He then has another one and uh, he brings out the yellow on lap twenty. Some of the pit crews are arriving; they're running, they're hauling ass to their haulers because they got to change clothes. Um, apparently, it was too tight in the uh, uh, Secret Service SUVs to change uh, in the actual uh, SUVs. <coughs> Well, they probably had the uniforms in the hauler. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, I would have worn it on the plane, like the uh, the yell leaders wore their uniforms on the airplane when we were coming back from the women's basketball tournament because they wanted to make the game against Alabama. So that was weird. But Kyle Bush pits uh, with the non-pit crew team, and it's a really slow pit stop. And then he pulls out of the pits, and he's got a loose wheel, so they got to come back in. Uh, and then when he comes back in the pit, his box is half filled by a tow truck that was in the process of towing Brett Holmes's truck. So issues, he probably should have waited a couple minutes till his pit crew actually got there. But, you know, it was practice for the uh, engineers and, and techs and whatnot. They got practice changing uh, tires. Uh, Nemechek speeding, he has to go to the back. Ugh. Lap 25 restarts. Sanchez and Tom Majeski are battling for the lead. Then one lap later, Zane Smith rides the white line to go to, under those two. Sanchez loses the nose and drifts up back to the top, out of the top thin. Three to go in the stage. Three wide down the back stretch for the lead. Lot three wide racing in the trucks over the weekend. Zane Smith is below. Christian Eckes in the middle. Tom Majeski on the outside. Christian Eckes gets sideways but saves it and allows Matty D to get in the fray right at the end as they take the white flag. Nick Sanchez has to pit. And Zane Smith wins the stage, followed by Tyvajeski, Matt Dinabeto, Grant Enfinger, Raj Carruth in the top time with Crafton, Rhodes, Carson Osavar, Ross Chastain, and Tanner Gray locking up stage points. 
Yeah, and we have all the pit crews appear to be at the track now, so we should be on an even keel the rest of the race. Lap 37 restart, Carson Hosevar gets a push from Tanner Gray out front. Ross Chastain and Kyle Busch continue their bushwhacking in third and fourth. Uh, lap 39, Kyle Busch is hounding Hosefar for the lead. Um, lap 40, Matt Mills brings out the yellow. Is he the new Chris Wright? Uh, Daniel <laughs> Dye gets his third lucky dog in like 12 laps. So he goes from three laps down back onto the lead lap. I'm not a big fan of the lucky dog, but good for Daniel Dye. Yep. And then lap 45 restart, we see Josefar out front with Ben Rhodes, Kyle Busch, and Zane Smith battling for second. Uh, with 13 to go on the stage, Lawless Allen brings out the yellow going into the wall from 21st. So we restart with eight to go in the stage. We got Josefar in front of Bush with Rhodes charging hard. And then, uh, surprise, surprise, Chris Wright brings out another caution with seven to go on the stage. Uh, Can Matt Mills be the new Chris Wright if there's <laughs> And then, uh, like a lot of drivers, um, like Kyle Busch, they all short pitch the stage. Um, restart with two to go. Host of R getting challenged by Kraft and Enfinger and Rhodes. They go four wide, um, but Host of R takes the lead ahead of Rhodes as they take the white flag. Uh, still four wide in the bed, uh, in the back. Haley Deegan gets squeezed. She spins out Nemechek. Uh, just dumb racing, I feel like, especially with one lap to go on the stage. Yeah, like where they were at, they're fighting for at best two stage points. Like you might get up to ninth, you might get up to eight. I just thought it was dumb racing, but I at the bottom I have uh let's talk about Deegs, but we'll give her one more race before let's talk about Deegs. I don't like she is not showing much at Thor Sport like I thought she should, but we'll save that for after uh Hotlanta. I'm going to delete that. I'm deleting it. Go on. Uh, so Carson Hosevar wins the uh, the stage under yellow, followed by Rhodes, Benedetto, Purdy, and Infinger in the top five. Crafton, Carruth, Casgrola, Tanner Gray, and Time Majeski also get points. Final stage, uh, Ben Rhodes beats Carson Hosevar for all pit row. Nick Sanchez gets the lucky dog, so he's back on the lead lap. He's made some two lost laps after his spin out. Time Majeski uncontrolled tire penalty. He goes to the back of the pack to start the final stage. That's the only one of those we had of the night. And then Tanner Gray and Kaz Grala short pitted, so they're out in front. Kaz Grala takes the lead, but he will be hounded by Christian Eckes, Gray, and the bushwhacker Kyle Bush as they start stage three. Yeah, lap uh, 68, Bush takes the lead. He's followed by Eckes. Lap 72, Ross Chastain has to pin under yellow or under green. He's running hot, so uh, he will fall lap down, but then he's speeding on pit road, so he'll fall even farther down. Um, have we talked about possibly getting speedometers in the car, the trucks? I think it's been mentioned once or twice. I mean, come on. Even David that... Pearson and Richard Petty didn't use one, Thomas. Why do these guys need one? Yeah, I mean, anyhow, uh, 43 laps to go. Bush is up by five seconds. The Raiders is what is a great race. The first two stages sort of becoming uncompetitive. Still a great race. A lot of pass and go behind, just uncompetitive. Uh, 33 to go, green flag, pit cycle start. 29 to go, clean stop by Bush. He's going to win unless there's a yellow. Sanchez has to get pitched, uh, pushed to the garage. His day is done. He ran fast and out front early, so, you know, the youngster looking good. 
24 to go. Pitts have cycled through, and Bush extends his lead to seven seconds. Uh, the closest it got to looking like Bush might not win, uh, lap 18, he's trying to lap Matty D, and when he gets underneath him, he gets really loose, but he's able to save it. Kyle Bush wins easily. 63rd uh, Craftsman Truck Series win for him. He mentioned it like uh, he thought if Zane Smith was on the same pit sequence, it could have been a really interesting race, but because stuff worked out the way it was, like non-competitive at the end. Zane Smith finishes second. He finished second here last time, but his lug nut was uh, had not enough thread on it, so he really didn't finish second. It was like a Ghost truck finished second. Uh, ben Rhodes finishes third. Corey Heim, no relation to Corey Haim, finishes fourth. Ty Majeski in the top five. Ekes, Hosovar, uh, the Bama buggy himself, Chase Purdy in eighth. Grand Anfinger ninth. An 18-year-old on his birthday, Jake Garcia finishes 10th. So kadoos to him. Maddie D finished 12th, but he does something he didn't do much last year. He picked up stage points. He yeah. Third in both stages. So he finished with 41 points. So Maddie D learning a little lesson from last year. Just the part where you talk about Haley Deegan now? We're not going to talk. We'll wait. I just, <laughs> you should. You should. It's fair. Like, does, does she have it? I... Well, all right. So here's a couple of things. One, uh, Ben Rhodes, Matt Craft, and Ty Majeski are all in the top six. She's 11th. At the time um, of the accident. At the time of the accident. So she's not running in clean air ever. Uh, she's always around 11th or 15th, which causes wrecks. She seems to be in that position every time when she causes a wreck or has somebody cause one and runs her into it. And then, like you you said in the rundown, TD, the thing we always hear, she's better in Xfinity. She's better suited for Xfinity. I don't know of a truck driver who had minimal success that is a better Xfinity racer. Yeah, I just I, I like I didn't look don't. it up because it'd be hard to look up, but I can't find anyone. I can't think off the top of my head anyone who has had now it's two point one mediocre truck series that suddenly went up the Xfinity and were like blowing people's socks off. Now she ran one race, she <laughs> thirteenth. I'd have to go back and look up to see what actually happened to finish 13th. But she has 13th in her only Xfinity. Oh, and then I get some people, I hear some people going, this is her first year with a competitive team. Uh, DGM sort of a joke, not serious. Well, they have five trucks that are all ahead of her in the point standings this year as Tricon. Including Tanner Gray, who ran pretty good in his truck all day. I don't think you have to win the championship in the trucks to move on and be a great Xfinity driver. Yeah. I just think you have to be competitive. And I, I well, she qualified when she qualified third row and then she immediately dropped yeah. back. And then the whole race, she was between 14th and 20th. And then she was battling for 11th when trying to get one or two stage points and then just four wide. Now, it wasn't her fault, but it's never her fault. But she's back where people drive goofy ass. I I think with her, like I'm not expecting her to be like Christopher Bell or Austin Dillon or gosh, I mean, I'm trying to think who else is in the truck series. It's one. Uh I mean, you can go back, Greg Biffle won a truck title. He was really successful yeah. in the cup and really good at Xfinity. 
I don't expect her to be that, but like I think she there's too much she's got too much firepower at Thor Sports to be where she is. And are, those are too good of trucks. They're too high up, uh, and point standings typically being the year. So I don't know. It's just in, in we'll forty see. in forty eight career starts in the truck series, she's posted three top ten finishes, and last year she crashed out of five of the twenty three races. So we'll see. We'll revisit it. We'll give her two more races and come back. I mean, Daytona is sort of a meh. But this one, it was like, you qual- I, like I was excited. I saw where she qualified. I was like, oh, my God, maybe this is the race where she comes out. And then she immediately drops back out of the top 10. And then she lingers. And then it's four wide back there because they're all driving like buffoons. So anyhow, Zane Smith, only driver locked in, because I don't know if you know, Kyle Busch is a bushwhacker. Other playoff spots are Majeski, Eckes, Crafton, Rhodes. Three Thor Sport in the top 10. The other Thor Sport truck is in 31st. Who's that? Oh, I'm not going to say Haley Dingen. Grand Enfinger, <laughs> uh, Carson Osovar, Matty D., Tanner Gray and Chase Purdy in the top 10. One of those cars is one of those, or trucks is one of those joke uh, DGM Tricon trucks. Tanner Gray in ninth. They also have a truck in 11th, uh, which I didn't name the name. Rookie of the year, really tight. The only weird thing is Jake Garcia is only one run, one race. The other three have run two races. Uh, Nick Sanchez, Jake Garcia, Raja Karuth, Daniel Dye separated by six points. So that should be a real humdinger coming down the wire. Uh, so that is that. We're going to have two series running in Phoenix. Sort of a mid track. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. But I then we go back to Atlanta. Is this the first time we hear uh, traction compound this year? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Take the over on that one. Yeah. So. So we'll have a preview coming up somewhere in time. I'll color code the thingy. Uh, we'll give pink to Evan. I'll give uh, green to my money man over here, uh, Tyler. And then I'll take uh, brown, poop brown. Hey, we need to see if we can get Luke Hillen on because our good friend Chase Briscoe won the Phoenix race last year in the spring. Oh, uh, you won the poll in Atlanta the next week. And well, yeah, won the poll. He'll be in Nashville. This is where he got hot, folks. So that is that from Vegas. Uh, one and a half good races, I think. Two. Well, here's the thing. I my friend of the program, Dave Arma, also said that the race was a stinky race. I didn't like Sunday's race. Like I thought that that Sydney was the best race. race that we- Correct. And then the truck race was uh, half, maybe yeah. seven, five. My, well, my point on the, the cup race, I think if Fox was better at production, it'd be a better race. Because while it was Larson and what's his nuts, Byron, uh, Byron the winner, what's his nuts, uh, while they were way out in front, like if you watched the pylon behind them, it was constantly moving. Yeah. So behind the clean air, in the dirty air, there was really good racing going on, which we just never saw it. It got stomped on, much like Danica Patrick. <laughs> so, oh. all right. Well, that will do it for our recap episode. We will be back 
Later on in the week, preview the Xfinity and Cup Series races at Phoenix. We appreciate you guys for listening. We will see you. I grew up in Texas where football was my game. Until that racing fever started burning in my brain. I started running many stalks when I was 13. And won a short track championship when I was just 16. I met a man named Harry Hyde and he built a car for me. Sponsored by Granddaddy Hill and Strillin Company. We ran in five Grand Nationals when I was 17. My Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. Thank you for the ride, Harry Hyde. And I'm glad I had Granddaddy on my side. given me the brakes I must admit she smiled a bit but it's me that runs the race now you can't be a champion due to luck or circumstance I'll do the best I can for those who've given me